This is a teaching message from Church of the Living Water of Austin. And of course, you cannot teach on tithing without going to the book of Malachi. And we want to establish some things in this particular uh, teaching. Malachi chapter 3, beginning at verse 6, and I hope you're all there. It says, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers, you have gone away from mine ordinances, and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, said the Lord of hosts. But you said, wherein shall we return? I haven't gone anywhere, God. Where, what, what, what do you mean? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But then you say, wherein have we robbed you? And God said, in tithes and offerings. Verse 9. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed, even this whole nation have robbed him. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven, and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And verse 11, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and shall not destroy the fruits of your grounds. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed. For you shall be a delightsome land, said the Lord of hosts. I'm in my second lesson on this particular teaching. The understanding the truth or what is the truth about tithing. So many people have so many questions about this particular subject. It's not a hard subject. People like to make tithing a hard subject. They like to make speaking in tongues a hard subject. They just say they're being filled with the Holy Ghost. All, let me, all of it, God has made it simple enough for us to understand and for us to walk in. Is you know, I believe denominations and anytime man get a hold or something, they're just gonna just make it. They're gonna make it theirs. They're gonna put God in a box with it. But God is opening up. God won't fit. He won't fit in the box. So God is opening up the box that you have that He's not in. But you put Him in. You put His name there. But He's not in that. And He's just opening up so you can understand it that you may be free. Amen. And maybe you're joining us and you're a pastor or you're a minister and you've never heard this. Well, gain something for me. Take it back. Take it back to your church. Because let me tell you, we are a church universal. God doesn't have your church and my church. We are all one. So if I have a revelation that God has given me through the word that will bless you, then take it back where you belong and be able to minister to people. It's about the lives of God's people and them walking according to the word. Amen. I told you on, in, uh, on last Sunday, not many people understand the whole benefits of the tithe. Not, not many people that actually tithe understand the benefits of tithe. But we want to get to a point, I want to get to a point in this teaching that I want you to chew on this enough that it gets down in your heart. 
It's a heart issue, and that's what I want. The benefit from our tithe, I want us to get it in such a manner that it benefits us to understand that what the Word of God and His promises mean to us, because this is a promise from God. And when God speaks, He's not a man that He should lie. He will not lie. Whether you see it happen today, tomorrow, He will not lie. Amen. Now, I told you all last week, I said, even though tithe is a physical thing, it operates out of the spiritual principle, and it is controlled by the content of your heart and the way you think. It's up under, it's under a spiritual principle, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but it's also going to operate out of the content, the, the content of your heart and the way that you think. That's why God is giving you this teaching so you can think differently. Amen? And then we begin to rightly, uh, 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 correctly divide, uh, the principle. Because remember, uh, Tithing is up under a principle. So we, to get to the principle, tithing falls within or under the principle of sow and reap. We talked about that. Not stewardship. Stewardship and tithe and, and sow and reap cannot be interchangeable. Even though people kind of use it that way, like it is. But those are two different principles. Amen? The objectives, we said, of sow and reap is to teach us how to receive the provisions of God. Sow and reap is going to... He said as long as there's food, uh, 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 food time and harvest, there's going to always be sow and reap. Sow and reap is a principle in the earth. Guess what? Sow and reap, it operates in the sinner and the saint because it's a principle. Did you hear me? Sow and reap operates with the with, uh, sinner or saint. But now, it comes from the Word of God. God placed it in the earth from the beginning. Amen. Now, you might not sow and reap according to the Word of God, but the principle is, will operate as a sinner. As it's sow and reap. Amen. And then, we said that tithe uh, is, a, is a teaching of a law within the principle, but it's not the principle itself. Did you hear me? So it's not, tithe is not sowing and reaping. So you can't sow a tithe. It's not the principle. It's within that, but it's not the principle. Amen? And then we said that a sow and reap, that's a faith building principle. It's going to build your faith. Sow and reap. So yeah, you're going to have to do something to build your faith. Sowing and reaping is one of the, the, the things that will happen when you sow and reap. You will begin to, your faith will be built up. It's a faith building principle. Amen. And I told you that the goal of sow and reap is to make us so that we can abound. God wants us to abound and have our needs met. And have our needs met. And then we looked at the principle of stewardship. And stewardship, we said, it teaches us to be wise steward over the provisions of God. Whatever God has given you. Stewardship will show you how to take care of those things to make you a good steward. And it will make you, I mean, you need to have stewardship over what the provisions God has given you. So, a lot of times people say, well, I don't see, I don't really see much what God's given me. I mean, everything I got, I work for. Well, the Bible says it is He that gives you the power to gain wealth. You don't, if you didn't have your health, you couldn't even work. 
You couldn't even make the money you had. You, let me tell you, if it wasn't for God and, and, and everything that's set up here, how, how would you even exist? You can't, if, let me tell you, with everything that you have, with all you have in the bank, let me tell you, you can fall ill tomorrow and your bank account will be empty by the end of the month with just medical bills. So, so don't act like that you've done something because you got a job. You know, so many people put everything in their job, and it's God that gives you the power to gain wealth. It's God that gives you favor to get a raise. It's God that gives you favor to do a good job to get the raise. Because He's not doing anything magical, like, okay, give Him a raise. No, no, God is not a magician. It's a principle at work. It's a principle at work. And when you're a good steward of that God, I'm telling you, you'll find people that uh, have more education than you. And God will put you over them. It's a principle. So don't act like you are doing something by your own might or power because you have a little something. Okay? So we need to understand that. And the difference between the sow and reap is a faith-building principle. Stewardship is a character-building principle. It will build your character. The goal of stewardship is that, and, and we, we need to obtain, obtain that, is that we want to get ourselves into the position where we superabound. Because, see, that's what stewardship is going to make you. See, sow and reap is going to make you abound, but stewardship is going to make you superabound. So you'll have to give to the needs of others. Well, whoever the others may be, amen, stewardship will get you right there. And so we, we found out that in Ephesians chapter 4, you wrote it down around verse 28, it says, Let him that stole steal no more, so that they might labor and work with their hands, that they might be able to give to others, that you'll be able to. But God is the one that's going to give you the power to do that. Amen. Now, don't get caught up in this teaching and be like the rich young ruler as we continue on. Because it's easy to, to say, okay, this is what I want to do. No, and, and it's easy to try to contradict the word of God to, or to your favor. People do that all the time. But if you want the revelation of God's word, yield. Stop right where you are. Amen. And then after the tenth, which is a tithe, that's what tithe is, a tenth, of, uh, and up under the principle of sow and reap, the 90 that is left over, it goes up under the principle of stewardship. So really, you live off the 90. And it goes up under the principle of stewardship. Now you have to have stewardship over that so that you can continue to superabound. And we, that's later on teaching, so stay with us. Amen. And then I told you that I was going to give you four things to do in the tips of this teaching. I said, number one, I want to answer for you in this series, scripturally, the question, why should I tithe? Number two, I want to convince you scripturally of the faithfulness of God through the tithe. And number three, and, and, and you know, it's for us to get beyond focusing on money. Now, even though the money, we'll find out in the teaching, don't try to rush me and be like, well, we are talking about money. You say forget about money. You will after you understand. But this is the foundation that I'm laying. But I'm go- I want to get you to a point where you forget about the money and understand the principle that governs the law. Are you following me? 
Then we went on and we went to say that, um, hmm, money is not the issue. Please, just stay with me. Money is not the issue. The issue is the heart and your thinking. And that's what God is going to do with you in this teaching. The, the whole issue with you is your heart and your thinking. The fourth thing, I want to define what it means to, what it means when I say tithe, because everything is determined by your interpretation what a tithe is. So I want to give you the correct interpretation of what a tithe is. Amen. So here are three definitions that I gave you a tithe. I said tithe is one tenth of all legally incoming cash earned or unearned. And I can only tithe with cash. Because of where I live. In these United States, you can only tithe with cash. Every legally earned and unearned. So you can't say, oh, they was given, I was given this so I don't have to tithe. No. No. But everything legally earned or unearned, any increase you get is the, it's called the first fruits. See, because see, everybody, everybody want to say tithing is for the Old Testament. Well, first fruits. See, well, let's change that that word out. Just say the first fruits, because then they believe in that. I want my son to you. I want well, the first fruit is the tithe. You know, the first this, the first. They believe in that, but when you use the word tithe, then they have a problem with it. Well, they are the same. Are you with me? Second definition. The tenth is what belongs and must be returned to God. It is never ever yours. I want to reiterate that. I want to keep saying that. I want every minister that teaches on tithing. I want it to always be I want it to be in the forefront. I want it to be constantly said. Because in people's minds, they think they're giving God something. It's not yours. If I gave you a hundred dollars and you came to bring it back to me, you cannot say that the hundred dollars was yours. If you say, if I said here, I give you a hundred dollars, I know you needed it, and there you go, and you said I'll pay you back on Thursday. When you come back on Thursday, you cannot come and say, oh, this is really a sacrifice. I'm going to give my, give them a hundred. No! That's my hundred that I gave you. It was never yours. It was the law. Unless I said, that's yours, but no, when it's given to you and we have made an agreement, you cannot think of it as yours. Oh my God. I hear people say it all the time. And because they're so used to it, they're always saying, yeah, and, and so when I come and I give my tithe, no. I don't want you with that mindset because, again, you will continue to think that you're giving God something that already belongs to Him. And as long as you do that, you're going to be like, well, I gave my tithe. You know, I don't need to give an offering. No. So, this is what you need to start saying. I'm bringing my tithe. Because you bring my money back to me. You're bringing it back. You're not giving me what belongs to me. Oh, I want us to get that. 
It's never your decision to make over what belongs to me. See, you can't bring me uh, my hundred dollars and then tell me what to do with it. See, that's what we want to do. We want to order God, you know, well, okay. And then, and then, and then, now, this is for those that have a problem because I don't know what the pastor's doing with it. I don't know if they feel unfair. What does it have to do with you? You didn't give it to the pastor, did you? It's not the pastor's. It's God. He just told you what it was for. So once you give it, and you've given from your heart with the correct way of thinking, what does it matter to you what's done with it? Because you won't have to answer. You won't have to answer. If they went out and went, and, and went all over the country with your tithe, I don't know anybody that's tithing enough for a pastor to do that with, but if he took everybody's tithe and do that, what does it have to do with the person that tithed? You gave back with God. God is going to honor you no matter what. God will deal with that pastor by him. That's God's servant. But as long as you think on that, what are they doing with the money? I don't know. what. No, I'm going to tell you what that is. That's a person that really don't want to tithe or give. And you're looking for an excuse to get out. That's all that is. I'm telling you what it is. Check your heart. I promise you. It's just a heart issue. What does it matter what they drive? Uh, as if you see them in a Bentley or you see them in and you be like, oh, that's with my money. Well, then let's add up what you tithe and see can I afford a Bentley with it or anybody. Well, I'm talking about the whole church. Well, no, you can't answer for nobody but yourself. You can't because everybody in the church don't feel that way. You can only answer for your tithe. Can your tithe get them all that you see they have? Then you need to shut your face you need to shut your face and listen to this teaching. Because that's foolishness. But you know what? But if I was a good enemy, I'd give you those thoughts too. Because as long as I can keep you out of the will of God and understanding the principle of God and keep you with that worldly thinking, I can keep you disobeying God all the way to your grave. That's all that is. Amen? So, and, and I'm not going to go all through it again. I told you that, that money is the medium exchange of this country and that's why, that is why we only deal with money. No cows, no chickens, no nothing, none of that. No talent, no singing, no nothing, none of that. All of that is just service to the Lord. Were you singing and talent? No, you can't tie that. You would love to get out like that, don't you? You love to keep God's money and sing. <laughs> I'll sing for you, God, but I'm going to keep that money that you have given me the power to make. So, I, and I, I like the way God did. God's like, I'm going to give you power to gain wealth, and I'm going to ask you for a dime on the dollar. That I all, all of it really belongs to me. But I'm not going to even ask you for all of it. Because you sure would be crazy then. But so I'm just going to just say a dime, just ten, just ten cents. You know, ten cents on a dollar looks good when your when your paycheck is a hundred dollars. Oh, I could do that. Ten dollars, hey, that's that's good. Two hundred dollars, you still kind of good. Yeah, I'm working part time. Two hundred dollars, twenty dollars. Ah, that's good. Let's start getting into your daily, your monthly income is eight thousand dollars. Six thousand dollars. 
I bring 600? Wait, wait a minute, now we're getting high. See, it doesn't change by your amount, but you're going to change by your amount. See, that's why the higher you get, then it's always sound good as long as the number's low. $5,000? Yeah. Is it a dime on every dollar? I heard a story a long time ago, and it's a true story. This one woman, she was a widow, and she was there, and she always sent her tithe into a church. She could no longer go to church, but she always sent her tithe in. And the more, and she would just send it in and send it in, and it was just growing and growing and growing. And and and, and the pastor said, "Wait a minute, wait a minute, I just can't take." Because see, people like to say, "Are they over there at that church taking money from them widows and those old people?" And she kept getting, and it was getting larger and larger and larger. And so her pastor called her and said, "You know, wait a minute. You know, you're giving too much." She said, "Well, first of all, I'm not giving." And second of all, how you come to tell me about what I've done all my life? And now it's too much because the higher you get doesn't change. You're like God said, okay, now you're making $100,000. You're making $200,000 a year. Let's change it. God doesn't have to. As a matter of fact, let me give you this principle so because it goes right along with this. Whatever God told you to do, no circumstance, no situation should ever change it. Because if it does, it's you saying, oh God, you didn't know that was going to happen. For example, God said, okay, I want you, oh, I like to go with that pastor's compensation. Or let's just say, because I'm not going to go with tithe, because you, that, the tithe belongs to him. It ain't like God said, okay, now I want you to tie. No, no, that belongs to him. Uh, you know, some of you be like, well, she's going back to pastor's compensation. Listen, I done told you, and I'm going to tell you again. I'm not hurting. You're going to do what you're going to do. And what you're not going to do, you're not going to do. And that's fine. And I got that from my pastor. He, you can't get what people don't give. And that's that. And I ain't going to try. But I'm just going to, just, just, just to lay out a, show you a principle. I don't care if God told you this amount. If you get laid off tomorrow, you can't change that. Well, I know God don't want me to do that no more because, well, did God not know you were going to get laid? That's to say, God, you don't know everything that was going on. Because you wouldn't have told me to do this if you knew I was going to get laid off. Oh, he knew it. You cannot change the order of God because your circumstance or your situation changed. Let me tell you, you can't change the order of God because you're mad at the ministry or mad at the pastor. You can't change your tithe if the pastor stole every dime of it. It still remains the same. God is not hinged in His commandments, His law, His order is not banked on circumstances, situations, and on people. It is obedience that He's looking for. You have to obey no matter what. And when you don't, you're going to feel it. Again, it is not about the money, it is about obedience. As long as you keep thinking about the money, that's a, that's a trap. 
That's a trap. Now I'm going to push on because I haven't even gotten to my new information. I got to run through this. Did I give you the second definition? Yes. The second definition is that you must. The tenth belongs to God and must be turned to Him. So bring Him what is returned to Him, and we'll get it in later teachings if you if you borrow His money. Third definition: the tithe is the first fruits. I told you that. Everyone say first fruit. And it and that is cash that must be immediately separated from your possession. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, again, I remember when I first started, I had to get a. I wouldn't even do a check. I would get a money order and sign it. Don't get a blank one and sign it because I was learning many years ago how it works. Because why? I, it, let me tell you, it was a faith-building principle. I had to be built up to obey God. It wasn't about the money. At the time when I was starting, I thought that's all it was about. You know why? Because I was broke. And I heard wrong teaching. And I thought if I gave that I was going to get some money back. All the wrong teacher. But as I grew into God used in my ignorance, He used me being faithful in that to get me taught the proper way. But you gotta start somewhere. You got to start. If you've been robbing God all these years, you had better start now. You had better start. Because you're gonna find out in this teaching that it goes way beyond money what God wants to do for you. Amen. And I'm going to, I think I might be about to start on the new information. Is that where I left off last time? We, I think that's where we left off. I, I, I don't think I told you this. And if I did, let me know. Write this down. Sacrifice is that which we suffer because of disobedience. Did I say that last time? No? Okay, so that's where we start the new information. Write it down. Sacrifice is that which we suffer because of disobedience. God never intended for us to sacrifice. You cannot sacrifice the tithe. It's not yours. If you're bringing me my money back, you can't say, oh, I'm going to give you this, but this is such a sacrifice of what I gave you. And, and, and you told me you were going to bring it back. You said you were going to be faithful. And God has told us through the scripture, I don't want you to sacrifice, I want you to obey. Obedience is better. Than sacrifice. Even in your giving. It's saying your sacrifice. He's saying your sacrifice is not a sweet odor to me. When you think that you're sacrificing on something that belongs to me. God hated the fact that they had to sacrifice lambs and goats. And, and, and though all the, that kind of stuff. You know he always wanted obedience. That's why he sent Jesus. They were sacrificing lambs and goats. All this was before Jesus came. God, God said, I don't want that. And they always had to sacrifice for sin, for disobedience. And notice in your life, whenever you disobey, even if it's with God, even with, if it's with your bills, even if it's with 
sex outside of marriage. I'm, this principle straight across the board. When you do things like that, it's gonna, one day you're gonna have to sacrifice something to get it right. You'll sacrifice something to get it right. Because it didn't happen that day, that month, you will sacrifice. Because of disobedience. Are you following me? So, therefore, sacrifice is replaced by obedience. Now, looking at that, I want to use this in another way as it relates to the tithe. Again, the tithe is not a sacrifice. Sacrifice is that which we suffer when we do not tithe. Sacrifice is that which we suffer when you do not tithe. So people say, I can't tithe. Why? I just don't have nothing left. And that's a sacrifice. Let me tell you what you're sacrificing. You're sacrificing the good life to hold on to something that's never, that's never going to be there in the first place. That's what you're sacrificing. You think, I just don't have it. Well, first of all, you never build, again, remember what I said last week, you don't build your life and your budget with the tithe included in it. That must come out. Just like your taxes. Taxes and tithe comes out first. And the rest is what you live on. And that's what you base your living on. And if you want to superabound and you want to be a good steward, you don't live to the max of that. You live beneath it. Whatever's left. You live beneath it. See, now that you think of it this way, you think to yourself, oh, man, if I start doing that now, I'm going to have to give up something up. Because, see, now you've been living above your means. Oh, I might have to move because that would, well, is it within your budget? Well, seems like I'm doing fine. It's going to get you on the back end. It's going to get you on the back end. But it's getting you now. You just don't see it. We'll see with the Word of God. Sacrifice is that which we suffer when we do not tithe. Again, it's not your money. You're going to always be short because you are in disobedience. I don't care if you think you have it. You're going to come up short in another area. You come up short in your health. You come up short in your relationships. See, if only thing you're thinking about is money, you're going to miss it. There's so many things that's better than money. Broke people can't see that. Ah, if I had money. No, it's so many. What if you had all the money in the world and you was dying of a terminal disease? What could your money do? See, there's a lot of things that are better than money. Like your name. But you can't see that when all you're thinking about is money. Amen? For the rest of your life, you'll always be short. No matter, listen, no matter how many raises you get, there's going to be something that happens to get that income. 
Even if you get enough to pay all your bills. Listen. Even if you have enough to pay all your bills, I got a raise, I got this, I got that, I got this coming in, I got, I got a lump sum of this, I got a, this, I got this package, I got this. It's temporal. I'm gonna tell you it's temporal. I'm telling you the truth. You think it's gonna last and last. Watch it go. You don't see it now because you have it. And I don't care how much you stack it in the bank and you I'm not going to touch it. You're going to touch it. You're going to touch it. You're going to get yourself in a trap. I like what he said. He said, even this nation need to know this principle. Even the nation, and we call ourselves the richest country in the world. And How are you the richest country in the world with trillions of dollars of debt? How? You know why? They only understand money. That's, what, that's the only thing they understand. They don't understand the principle and the laws of God. That's different. So we keep making and, they, you know, this country keeps making and manufacturing money, never stopping to see the principles should operate. So consequently, this nation, no matter what it has, no matter who's in office, Elections are coming up. It doesn't matter who's in office. No matter what, you know, no matter what they tax us with. Listen, until this nation's change, we're going to stay in the red. We have all these years because this principle is not in effect. But you know what? And... And I'm not even looking for the world to change like that because the world don't belong to God. This system don't belong. But God said, but you do. You're, you're in the kingdom. We have a way we live in the kingdom. So I'm talking to my people. I don't want you living that way. Let the country do what it's going to do. But I don't want you living that way. Because you won't prosper in my kingdom. And you'll always act like God didn't come through. And the only way you can change that is you have to change your thinking. And you've got to change your thinking according to the plan of God. Not just change your thinking. Okay, I'm going to start thinking different. No, you've got to change it according to the plan of God. Hmm. Listen. When you start to put it in the, the plan of God in your life, you'll be successful. If this nation would, you know, one nation under God... If they would put the plan of God in natural, we wouldn't be in the trouble we're in now. If you would put the plan of God, you would be successful. Are you with me? But the nation cannot be successful. You know why? Thought pattern. Everybody on Capitol Hill got the same thought pattern. The House of Representatives, the Senators, all of them, the Governors, everybody got the same. And guess what? Across the lines, the left side and the right side, it doesn't matter. Uh, the Democrat and Republican, they all have the same mindset. So don't think you're getting, you know, you know I'm getting the lesser of two even. No, you just, let me tell you, you're not getting in that, that God don't want you in that plan. Because it's not his. The Bible says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, not the system. 
This system that's set up on the earth is not God's. The earth is His. That's why He's going to come down and He's going to set up His kingdom because this one is not. And He said, but until I do that, I don't want you operating in it. Live in it, occupy till I come, but live out of my principles. And I'll make sure you're a success. Preachers, the nation, politicians, pastors, denominations, listen, have an unhealthy attitude as it relates to dollars. And they never stop to just seek the principles. They keep running, and they just keep running, running, running after the dollars. And you have to understand, the dollars... It's a means to the end. It's not the end. It's just a means to an end. It's not the end. And we cannot keep running after the dollar. The more, listen, the more you run after the dollar, the more it's running from you. Have you noticed? If, if, let me tell you, if you wasn't running after it, why are you still working? Well, because I needed to, I know. But you should be super abounding. God gave you, gave you the power, yes, to give it. But we're talking about people that that's all they're doing. You know, people like, I can't go to church. I gotta make the money. See, that's running after the dollar. I'm not talking about, cause the Bible says he that don't work, don't eat. I'm not talking about that principle. Let's be, let, let me tell you, follow me and understand what I'm saying. I'm talking about, I can't do anything but chase after the dollar. And guess what? Have you noticed it continued to run from you? And when you stop running after the dollar, it'll start running after you. And let me, let me to clear that up, make sure you have clarity of it. I'm not talking about you becoming a money magnet. No such thing. No such thing. I'm talking about when you stop running after the dollar and put all of your hopes and all of, all of, and give God all of your, actually, if you just seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness, the add to life will automatically be added to you. That means it'll start running toward you. It'll start adding to your life. But as long as you chase it, notice you're never going to have enough. Never. And I don't care, it looks like you have enough because you got the big house and you got the cars and you got this and you got all of this, that, and other. Let me tell you, you and I know that's only what people see. You know behind closed doors. See, a long time ago, me and I found him past a long time ago, early in ministry, because he was, he, he was always about ministry and us living our lives according to that. But we washed that out of our minds. You gotta wash that out of your mind. You gotta wash the money out of your mind. Because if that's all that it's about, well, I, you know, they ain't paying me. I ain't gonna minister to them. No! Oh, well, if I go and preach, they're going to have to pay me. If that's all it's about. (laughs) Seek the kingdom and allow money to seek you. Since you're so into money. You're working harder than you have to. You're You're working harder, not smarter. And then God said, you robbed me. And you say, where did we rob you? And he said, you know, you, you say, where did I rob you, God? I don't steal. 
Where have I robbed you? You can rob God in three ways. Write it down. Number one, you can rob God by taking. You can rob God by keeping. And you can rob God by using. And let me take them one at a time. You can rob by taking, keeping, and using. Illegally taking possession of that that does not belong to you. That's taking something that does not belong to you. Sneaking into somebody's home, taking something that don't belong to you. That's illegal possession. Illegal, illegal uh, keeping your possession. A trust that should be returned. And let me, let me break that down for you. Listen. Tithe, in other words, let's say that you were a person and you was an executor over an estate. As an executor over the state, somebody put you there because they found you trustworthy. God said, I'm putting you executive over everything that I give you. Because I find you trustworthy. Even though the state don't. And, but in that, being an executive, you cannot go in and use the money any kind of way you want to. Any lawyer can tell you that. If you're over that, you cannot go in and use it for your personal use. I don't care if your bank is running dry and all you have to do is sign a check, but the money is there. You cannot use it when you're an executive over a state. It's the same thing with the tithe. It's the exact same thing. God just put your executive over it and he said you cannot use it for your own personal use. So 10%, the 10th you cannot use for your personal use. That's why, that's why it's so important to immediately get it out of your possession. Because this is what you do. You use it for your personal possession and then you wait to get paid the next time and I'm going to double up. No. Many of you done that, right? I know you're feeling convicted. Hey, you ought to. Okay, I know, but you know, I get paid next week and I'm just going to double my time. Oh no, you need to bring the fifth part with that double. And repent. <laughs> Don't forget that. Because again, it's not about the money. It's about obedience. So if you do that, and that's what IRS looks at. If you execute over something, they want to know, what did you spend on you? Out of this account. Personal account. Why? It's a trust. So now you think about that. So now you need to think about when I get my income, it's a trust. And God has made me executor over it. The 10%, I, I got to get that. I, I cannot touch that. And the 90, just like an executor would do, when the executor over an estate, they have to follow every kind, everything that's in the order. So not only did God say the tenth belonged to me, God said, now let me give you input on the ninety so that you may superabound. 
And I don't know any one person that don't want to superabound. I don't know. I never want to be rich. Uh. <laughs> well, now, see, there's something for liars, too. I bet you if I say, well, God was going to make you rich, but since you don't want him, I asked him to give you yours. Well, I don't know. I mean, can he really do that? Hmm. Your mind is on money. And then there's also illegally using it. It's to use the possession of the trust contrary to the guidelines. Contrary to the guidelines. In other words, like an attorney. An attorney may have the account set up where the people can deposit it in the, into the funds and wait, that may be waiting on a settlement or something. He cannot touch it. He has to handle the, fund, the funds of the trust without touching it. It is illegal for him to use any of that money. Again, we got to get this. It's, it's with the tithe. Now let's cover that 90. Illegally using the 90, even though you paid your tithe, if you illegally use the 90, you're not going to superabound. When I say illegally use it, when you blow it, on unnecessary things. You have a lot left in your account. And then you begin to blow it. Now, it does not mean that you can do... Having the 90 does not mean that you can do exactly what you want to do with it. There are laws in the Word of God that covers the 10th and your 90. There's laws that govern it. He'll show you how. And let me tell you, you can do all of the, the stuff that the world give you and put ledgers up and we can do this and we can do that. All that's worldly stuff if you're not doing this. <laughs> you know, you can say all of that. And you know, we have people, they, you know, we, they can do it and it really sounds good. But if this is not in place, I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I'm just saying if this is not in place, that's a waste. If you're not being a good steward over the night, if you're not bringing God back his tent, and you're not asking God, okay, God, before I do it, listen, and I'm not saying the 90 God is going to tell you, give it all out to people. You got, God expects you to pay your bills. There's no supernatural debt cancellation. You got to pay your car note, your house note. Your water bill, your, you got, God expects you to pay all of that. But if you're tithing properly, after you get through paying all that, you should still have more than enough left over. And you don't even know how. You'll do better retired than you did when you were working. And you'll be like, how? How? I'm making less money. I just can't say, how? Stay tuned. It's nothing magical. It's principles. You're going to live better. And you'll be like, how am I living better? I was going to work and said, now I'm retired and traveling. I could even travel like this when I was working. When I was making more money. But I'm a faithful tither. tither. I bring God back what belongs to Him. And I give Him control over the ninety. And I see what he wants me to do because we're going to find out what he wants you to do. with. And I do that and look what I still have left over. 
It's not like God is trying to spoil your fun and say, well, when you give it, you ain't going to have nothing to do but just sit at home because I used it for everything. That's not the way God operates. He's going to show you His glory. And you won't even know how He did it. He'll cause people to bless you. Men to give into your bosom. But we're going to have a special session on the 90s, so I'm not going to get very much into that right now. Because there, there, there will be a special session that we're going to teach on, on that. Amen? So, we need to understand that the 90 is not free. And we, have to, you, we can't do what we want to. We want God to show us. Then let's look at the purpose of the tithe. I've got to press. Three purposes. Purpose number one of the tithe. To finance the kingdom of God in the earth. To take care of the household of faith. That there might be meat in my house. Go back and read it. Number two. To publish the gospel to the lost. To make sure that those that are out there that do not know the Lord, those tithes can be used as an outreach. Number three. Listen, and this one, all of them are important, but this one will affect you more directly. All of these affect you personally, but I believe that this one will affect you more directly. It provides, listen, for the needs of the body of Christ. It provides for the needs of the body of Christ. The temporal needs as well as the spiritual needs. The temporal needs as well as the spiritual needs. Let's take the temporal needs. When you tithe, you give God the legal right to intervene, listen, in your temporal affairs. Oh, my God. Now, that means you now have supernatural insight into your natural situation. Now, that goes beyond money. I would rather have that if God has given me insight on my natural affairs. And that's one of the things that it does. I mean, let, let me give you an example. God will make sure that you show you things before it happens. Show you, give you strategies to get out of things while you're trying to think them up and you're trying to make them up. Well, let's do this and let's do that. God said, no, I'm going to give you supernatural. See, not natural. You do a lot of natural things to try to make the situation better. A natural thing to do this. But God said, I want to give you supernatural insight on your natural affairs, on your temporal affairs. We know they're temporal because everything that we can see with our eyes is temporal. If you can see it, it's temporal. So God said, but you, I want to give you... See, this goes beyond a darn dime on a dollar. He said, I mean, I want to give you insight. Your temporal affairs. I don't know if you understand that. But once you tithe and do what's right, supernatural insight is now available to you. For your natural situation. So, so then what God does with that, and, and we, we looked at it right here in Malachi real strong. In verse 11, he said, this is what he'll do. This is an insight. Listen. Verse 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. Which means, he just told you, I will prevent the corrosion or the erosion of your natural goods. 
the erosion of your natural goods. In other words, that which you already have, what you already look around your house, right where you are, wherever you are. God said, I'll make sure nothing get repossessed. I'll make sure nobody break in and steal it. I'll make sure it won't be worn out and torn up that you've worked hard for. I'll make sure. With your natural stuff. See, God is interested in your natural. He knows that you're here. He said, but when you obey, not give a dime on a dollar, when you obey, which is tithing and making sure that the 90 is used correctly, I'm going to step in and give you supernatural insight. Nothing's going to erode that you can see. No, none of your natural things. In other words, I'm going to prevent the devil from coming in and eroding your quality of life. That's what God will do. Eroding the quality of your health. Eroding the quality of your emotions. Eroding your income. Eroding your house. Eroding your children. See, it's so much more than ten cents on a dollar. In other words, all the things that name, he said, I'm going to prevent the enemy from just chipping away at you. Chipping, 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 chipping away. He starts with your house. Then he starts with your children. And he starts with your finances. Just chipping, chipping away. He said, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. All of that's wrapped up in the tithe and the offering. God is saying, when I tithe, I will rebuke the devourer. I'll stop him from eroding the quality of your life. And that makes, and, and you know what? And I like, like the fact that he'll make sure that your seed will bear fruit. See, I, I, I'm confident in that. He'll make sure your seed. Now, I don't know who, who don't want their seed to bear fruit. Any parent that don't want their, their seed to bear fruit, you're stupid. He said, but I'll make sure that even your seed. Let me tell you, you don't even have to be on the earth to see it. But it's going to happen. Confident. Confident. I don't care what kind of mistake they've made. I don't care what they do. I don't care if they, oh, they were just really ugly to their parents. This, that. Listen, don't you worry. Don't even be worried about seeing it. Just know if he said it, it's going to come to pass. It's going to come to pass. When you pray, Father, make sure all of my children, whatever it takes, that they're going to make heaven. I don't care how miserable their lives have to be on earth. I want to know that they're going to be in heaven. That I'm going to grab. Remember, Pastor always say, Alva, I don't even know how God will wipe away the tears. But it would kill me if I did not see every one of my children, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren. You, I want to see you all walk through. While we're just thinking about the here and now. Like you're going to live forever and you're not. I'm a, I, let me tell you, if you're, if you, you need to get that revelation. You're not gonna be here. Some of you won't even be here next month, next year. 
two years from now, you won't even be here. This you better have in place. You have a calendar day, and you don't know when it is. I'd never let it be said that you stand before God and He said, you know what, you didn't even ask me for your children. You were busy making money and you never even prayed. Now your whole lineage, your whole line is going to end in hell because you never even asked me to make sure. You never did what you were supposed to do to secure their safety in my hands even when you were gone. While you were alive, you never prayed. You were always praying for things and stuff and what you can get and who you can find favor with. You never asked me for your children. And now you got to see them falling into hell. As a matter of fact, join them. How can you be a parent and not long for that for your children? That's your seed. So much more than a dime on a dollar. Guess what? That dime on the dollar that you so messed up about and that little $600 or $1,000 tie, that little $6,000 tie, and it is little compared to what God All of that, is it worth it? Is it worth it to be caught up in that and never see your children again? I dare you make heaven and none of your children make it. I dare you. I dare you see your children sit uh, in homosexuality and you act like it's okay. You know what you're telling God? I'm not praying for them. That's their life. Long as I make it in. God is going to, let me tell you, the judgment seat of Christ, you're going to be in trouble. You never, you, you cater to that. You compromise with that. You played along with that. You never asked me for them. Now, there in lake of fire, never dying, screaming and hollering forever, and you never asked for them. It was all about your selfish self. You couldn't tithe because of your selfish self. Things and stuff. That, where is it? I believe God going to say, where is all of that that you was asking me for? All of that that you couldn't do because you needed this, and you wanted to get this, and you wanted to have that. God's going to say, where is it? Because naked you came into this world, and naked you going out. None of it will be passed through God. It can't even enter into the kingdom. Hmm. Listen to me. Yes. I like what verse 11 says again. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I love that. When it says that, in other words, you're planning something and the devil is preempting it, destroying it, tearing up your plans, your tithe will protect that. See, you're looking for some money. I would much rather my tithe protect (laughs) preempted plans, all of those things. Your tithe protects what you have. The tithe will make sure that your seed reproduce and become fruitful. And your tithe will protect those things that you plan. That's just simply the desires of your heart. Just the desires of your heart. The Lord said your tithe will make sure that you have them. 
This goes beyond money, people. Spiritually, the tithe give God an avenue whereby He may flow into you supernatural insight into His Word. Now see, sometimes you're amazed about what people are talking about. That's called, like, oh my God, that was such a blessing. I never thought of it like that. I never looked at that scripture that way. That's called supernatural insight they're giving you. God will give you supernatural insight. And you know, sometimes, uh, you know, you, you, you're reading something or you, you know, something that you studied and you say it and you laugh because you know people didn't get it, but you got it. It's called supernatural insight. And some are never going to get it because they're not operating in the principle. And you'd be like, they didn't get that. To you in your head, you think, when I say it, and you know what? I'm going to tell you, most ministers, when you, we're writing down stuff that God is telling us, and we are all excited about it, and we like, oh, we can't wait to say it because we know it's going to have impact, and you say it, and there's no impact. And you be thinking to yourself, oh my God, they missed that. No, it's called supernatural, and they don't get it. So still rejoice because somebody did. Somebody say, oh, yes, yes. And then others say, I don't get it. And you understand. Ooh, so much more than money. Everybody say so much more than money. <laughs> Listen, now caution. When I'm talking about supernatural, I'm not talking about a word of knowledge. That's, those are the gifts of the Spirit. I'm not talking about a word of wisdom. I'm talking about supernatural insight. The gifts... God gives out as He sees fit and He gives you... I'm not talking about those things. I'm talking about supernatural in, insight that gives you knowledge of a particular situation that you're facing at a particular time. He'll always give it to you. Now, listen. Now, I want to give you a definition of what I mean by supernatural insight. I'm talking about... Listen. Write it down. Total environmental concept of what God is doing through His Word. That's a total environmental concept. Understand, when I say concept, a, a total environmental understanding of what God is doing. See, sometimes you don't know what to do or what God is asking you to do. It's, and whatever God's asking you, it seems impossible. It seems hard. Sometimes what God asks you to do also seems to contradict your life. Like, why would God ask me to do something like that? Well, the tithe will open it up to you. Open up that avenue that you don't understand. It will flow through you supernaturally, understanding of what God is doing in your life. So you don't throw it away and say, no, that can't be God because that's impossible. God said, yeah, you need supernatural insight of what I'm doing in your life. And God, you know what? I believe God always gives us the impossibility to understand that it's Him in charge. God said, now, would, you, would you please say that again? Would you please say that again? I can't do this, God. He said one more time. I can't do this, God. He said, no, one more time. God, I don't know how. I can't do it. God said, now you're ready. Then you'll always give God all the glory because you know what you're capable of. Nothing. Absolutely.
absolutely nothing. People are impressed with you, but God is not. Now, I'm not talking about God coming up to you saying, you know, you're going to have money, so I want you to do this. You're going to have houses, cars, all that foolishness that you love to run and look at, and you don't have any of it, and you're not getting it. That's not what God is talking about. I am talking about God gives you, I'm talking about God's will. Again, supernatural insight into the splendor of your life. Some of you have never even been in to understand the splendor of your life. And the splendor of your life is what? Obeying Him. See, that brings splendor. See, that's what God said. I want to bring you in supernatural, the splendor of obeying me and see what your life is going to be like. Just the splendor. Oh God, thank you for another opportunity to obey you. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, all the other things that's trying to prevent you from doing what God wants you to do, it'll start paling to comparison. Pales in comparison of what God is doing in your life. You'll be like, oh my God, this is totally different. Totally so we must go after the supernatural insight that God will give us. When we are a tither, it is an inner sight into the Word of God. Ooh, I love that. Doing His will. So whatever I'm doing, when God gives me insight, I'm willing to drop. Drop it all. Why? Because supernatural insight this supernatural, I can't even explain it, but I know I got to drop this. See? I can't even, because God is going to give you what you need to know on a need to know basis. So you just have to, you, that's why you need the faith building principle to build your faith up. So that even what you lack understanding with, you have confidence. You know what? I'm willing to drop this. God, the, the tithes give God um, an avenue to flow in. He wants an avenue to flow in your life. And if you don't think correctly about the tithe, listen, if you do not think correctly about the tithe, it will not work for you. I don't care how good this sounds. It will not work for you. So you need a supernatural insight about money and how to put it in your heart. Okay, Father, I need to know how to put money in my heart and know how to rightly divide and know how to not make this my priority. My priority is not the dime on the dollar. My priority is obedience. That's all you need to be concerned with. God knows that you need supernatural insight about money because you need to know how to handle it. Oh, God has, so many times God has tried to give people superior lives. And they think what they have is superior. Because they never experienced the superior life. So they're like, I'm okay. But oh my God, if you only knew the superior life that God wants to give you. Many people miss the superior life. Just like the rich young ruler. But see, all you think about, well, he was rich. So what does it matter? That's the person that's broke. That's all you think about is money. 
And it's the same way with God's people now. You don't have as much money as the rich young ruler, but when God calls upon you, you walk away sad. You can't do it. I can't. Many of you are sitting out there right now, and God has been, you know, he's been to the door of your heart so many times with specific instructions. See, when God is teaching like this, this is called specific instructions. Are you with me? But you know what? They're, for you, they're contrary to your security. You'd be like, what? I don't know. See, it's contrary. It's going to start moving me out of my comfort zone, out of my security. Contrary to what you're familiar with. God has you do stuff that you're not familiar with. Contrary to your comfort. And then you're unable to see the insight of God's word. And what do you do then? You pull back. Uh, I don't know. Ooh, I don't know. No. And let me tell you, and when you do that, you get you just gave you gave way to the enemy. You just gave access because then he's gonna bombard your thoughts. He's gonna bombard your thoughts. Now the tide will open the avenue whereby God can supernaturally flow to you inside. God is an awesome God, church. You gotta know that. He's an awesome God. Church, you know, here we're not talking about, again, that dime on the dollar. We're not talking about the 10%. Because if you get caught up in that, you will not hear this. Nothing compares to supernatural insight. Nothing. No money. Don't focus on it. Because the first time anybody here tied, the first thing come to mind is, to, is money. That's the first thing. Oh, I made five hundred dollars. I'm gonna have to give fifty. Oh, wait a minute. And that's where the devil always gets you, right there, right there. Now let's look at what the tide will do to your character. I'm using this message to set up a whole thing. Look at your neighbor where you are and say, you know what? She's not even close to being through. I know you're social distancing, but just say it from across the room. Say, she's not even close to being through. So, so you, you need to understand, this is just, I'm, this, this, I'm still laying the foundation. I have yet to build on it. What will tithing do for your character? The first thing it'll do, it'll change your attitude toward money. That's what it'll do. It's going to change your attitude toward money. When you start to tithe consistently, say consistently. See, that's the thing. People don't want to tithe consistently. When you start tithing consistently, and you start tithing with the proper heart, and the proper thought pattern, and that's critical. That it, see, it's so critical that the heart and the thought pattern is right. Your heart and your thought pattern has to be right. It'll change your whole attitude towards money. You will begin to see money as it's just such, you know. For example, write it down. It is not what we receive that counts. It's what we give. Oh, believers don't want to hear that. Christians or believers don't want to hear that. I'll say it again. 
It is not what you receive that counts. It's what you give. And the tithe allows you to see that. But now you hear people say it's more blessed to give than receive. But now in the natural to that person that does not, you know, that a person that does not tithe, to hear that, it sounds dumb. It sounds silly. It sounds like, yeah, y'all crazy. I ain't about to give my money like that. See, it sounds, yeah, that's a person that's non-tither. And, more, and let me tell you, I can't even say that that's a person that's unsaved because a lot of saved people think the same way. To the natural person, even the carnal Christian, you know what? I'm getting away from that too because I, in spending time with God, there's no such thing as a carnal Christian. I'm, I'm gonna get, that's another teaching I'm developing. There's no such thing. You are heathen or you saved. Oh, they're just a carnal Christian. Oh, no. You see, all of that's excuses. That's just an excuse. But people that do not tithe, they think, I'm more blessed when something is coming to me than when I give it out. They said it on Friday. As long as it's coming to me, I'm more blessed. Why? Because I'm getting stuff. Now that's what you think. And your natural mind will run away with that thing and make you think you got everything. But tithing changes it so that you're able to see this. That you're able to see this. See, you have to see the other side. Because if, if, but as long as you got that money thing on your mind, you're not going to see the other side. If you want to see the other side to how blessed it is to give than to receive. And understand it. First of all, you can't give unless you have. You cannot give unless you have. You cannot give me anything unless you have, and vice versa. I have to have a hundred dollars in order to even to to even give you a hundred. I have to have it first. And you cannot give unless you have. Now see, the Lord could have said it this way. And everybody would have been running with this one. If God would have said it this way. You're in better shape when you're able to give than when you have to wait for somebody to give it to you. See, we would love, we love that. Yes, I want to be in a place where I'm able to give. I don't have to wait for nobody to give me nothing. See, but if God, but He didn't say it that way. God said it's more blessed to give than receive. we like, no, I want to be in a position to give and I'm in a better place. Hmm. See, you want that. But see, God won't allow you to bring, God won't bring you to that place of supernatural insight when you think like that. Why? Because it leaves you with a selfish motive. It's selfish. God put it in a way that only God could put it. It's more blessed to give than receive. Only God can do that. 
It's better to give than receive. We don't want that. But again, you can't give until you have. And you can't have until you tithe. That's the beginning. I don't tithe and I have. You think you do. Because again, when we get into it, you'll find out all these things that you should be having besides just money, you're going to find out I don't have any of that. One day you might not even have control of your bowels, which the tithes could cover. See, we only think money. We don't we go we won't go beyond that. We don't want to go beyond that. And listen, if you have and you're not tithing, then you don't have insight into this. Money will corrupt you and your lifestyle. I'm gonna tell you it will. You don't see it because you don't visually see it. But it's there. That's why most of the time people that hear the, hit these big lotteries, most of them have miserable lives after they eat it because they, um, well, first of all, the Bible says money in the hand of a fool is soon departed. If you're playing the lottery, you are a fool and the money's not going to stay with you. Most, most people, not all, but most people, most, well, now all of them, all of them are in foolishness, but most people that hit the lottery and stuff, they usually die broke. They, they usually die broke because it's going to depart. You don't, listen, listen to me. You don't need more money. You need insight. You need insight. Insight will cause money to chase you. Am I getting anywhere close to you? I'm hoping I am because you need to get this. What else would tithing do for your character? It'll break that spirit of selfishness. Ooh, tithing will break that thing. Once we understand the tithe starts to work in our lives, we almost go the other way to say, God, what do you want me to do? Like, okay, God, who can I give to today? Who can I bless today? When we tithe according to the plan of God, we are more concerned about others than we are ourselves. You know, people, a lot of times people don't understand that about me. People think, I, I, I laugh because I'm operating in the principle. I do things for people and, and, and you know, and, and people think they get to the point like, oh, you know, they think they're using me or they think, well, she's doing this. Let me tell you, I'm operating in the principle. I got it. I understand it. I, you know, sometimes people that don't understand, they might think, oh, well, oh, you're doing that. You're showing off. You know, you're showing. No, no. Don't have to do that. Don't have to do that. You do it because oh, the principle is at work in your heart. I can give without a flinch. I can give without a flinch. And, and people don't understand it. And I'm like... It's who I am. It's not what I do. 
And get this, get this. You you have to understand this. If I've done anything for you, if you're out there listening to me, if I've done anything for you, know this. You're not the only one. You're not the only one. The principle works and works and works and works. And when you know that it works in your life, you keep working it. I got children, I got grandchildren, I got great-grandchildren that will come. That I want the promises of God. I know what my founding pastor believed for our family. And I'm going to keep it going. I'm operating those principles. Selfishness is not a part of my character. I'm going to tell you that now. It's not. And people think, again, people think you're doing something because of that. Or there's a, and, and sometimes I laugh. You're doing something and people are so excited about you doing it and stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, and, and, and again, it, it doesn't have nothing to do because whatever your personal deal with God is your personal. But I'll be thinking to myself, you know, you, you, you're receiving, you're receiving, you're receiving, and that's okay and that's fine. But you just don't know what it's doing to me because it does something to me. And it's especially do things to me when I know a person has a need. Now, I don't give to just people in need. See, that's how people think, well, I never thought you needed anything. That's why I didn't do it. I don't give to you because you have a need. I give to people that I know can do it for themselves. I don't just just give to people just because they have a need. And I do give to people in need. But that's not the only people. I give to people that houses is bigger than mine, drive nicer cars than me, that have more than me. That's not... See, if you bank it on that, you're going to always be stagnant. You're going to always be in a mess. That's why I want you to know it doesn't matter with pastor's compensation what you do or do not give. Whatever God bless you with, He's taken care of me and my husband all these years. What makes you ever think He wouldn't now? Because you don't do something. Because you don't do something. And let me tell you, and you know what my prayer is for you? Father, give me insight to help them understand your word. Not giving, not giving in pastor's compensation, not tithing, not anything. You got to get that revelation on your own. But revelation in your word so that they can obey you in every area of their life. Because money is not the issue. But for most people it is. And I heard Minister Stinson say something in one of her teachings. She was saying, some of you have a problem with a woman pastor. If you have that big a problem, go find you a person with no wound. I'm good. Because if that's all your problem is, you have a problem. If that's all the deception is, is that, then you have a problem. And you know what? I don't want you to be hindered like that. Go find you a male to sit under. Let, 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 let me just say this, and I got to close, and I'm not through, but I'll, I'll come back because, listen, let's say, first of all, I never started this church. Your pastor didn't believe in women starting churches, but, let, but just listen to me.
let's say that I don't, you know, I didn't, didn't believe that God put women into pastor or anything. And let's just say that it, he, he didn't. He didn't put women in pastor. But I'm up here ministering. Because first of all, a pastor is not a person. It's an office. But if you don't understand that, you don't understand anything. It's an office. It's not a person. Because when I come down from here and I go home, I'm madam and I'm mama. When I'm here, I'm in an office. But when I get to heaven, will God send me to hell for ministering his word? Because I had a womb? Well, first of all, you ain't, you ain't read the Bible. There's many women. You don't even, you don't even, you, you don't even know what women in the Bible even did and how they did it. You didn't know how God used them in the Old Testament, and you surely don't know how they used them in the New Testament, and you don't know how he used them now. You don't even know how to read the Bible to understand that he'll pour out his spirits upon his sons and his daughters and his handmaidens. You, have a, you don't even have a clue. You know why? Because most people live out of their denomination. Not the revelation. Ooh, thank you Lord, that was good. I didn't even, that dropped down right quick. You're living out of your denomination, not the revelation. And I get it. No insight. So don't, you know, when you get that elementary insight, then come talk to me. When you get that elementary insight, then come talk to me. And I know exactly the, what my husband wanted for this church, and I know what God wants from this church. And the men in our church know it too. And the men lead in this church. I said it before and I said talking about this has never be a woman ran church. But see you don't get that either. Because you think an uh, office. Just this office runs everything that you missed it again. But that's a whole nother teaching. But if you belong to this ministry, and since our pastor have transitioned and you do have a problem with me, guess what? I have a problem with you being here. I have a problem with you being here. So guess what? Scat. It's okay. Because guess what? I'm not about the money. I don't, and I don't need yours to be approved. I'm approved by God. When he got me straight and said, I never told you to tell them you weren't their pastor. You did that. And he straightened me out. I could care less. When I say I care about as much about that as a fee on a dog back, let's take it to a tick. I care much about that as a tick on one. I think that's a little smaller than a flea. That's how much I care about what you think about me being a female. Just get the word. Just get the word. That's all you have to do. And you better get this principle. Because this principle is important to your success in life. To you knowing and being what God has called you to be. Amen. This character. You want to get out of selfishness? You know what? I'm going to tell you how I'm not selfish. I never try, I never give people what I don't want. That's not giving. I always give people what I want. So if I've given you anything of value, it's something that I wanted. I never give people what I want. Oh, I just don't want it. Let me, no. That's not that. Uh-uh. That's like giving somebody junk. 
No, I wanted it. Even when I buy gifts for people and I don't really know their taste, I buy them what I like. I don't go, listen, will I go get that Dollar Tree? I, listen, I'm not looking for Dollar Tree. Guess what? I go to Dollar Tree for me, but I'm not going to Dollar Tree for you. If I'm buying you a gift, I wish I would. No. Because why? It take, tithing takes the selfishness away. I'm never jealous of what someone is having. I'm excited when somebody has something. I love to see people get whatever they've been wanting or their desire. That how you jealousy is another form of selfishness. I wish I had it. I want it. What the tithe like they did, and you get it. You should never. You should never, you should give your best. I teach, I'm teaching my grandchildren that. You yield. My sons are grown men and I still teach them. Because I'm not only their mother, I'm their pastor and I still. And I laugh and joke with them and we laugh and joke about a lot of things. But when I'm serious about the things of God, they better listen. Because there's a difference in the office and being their mother, my grandchildren, being their grandmother, there's a big difference. One thing, another thing that ties them to do is make you trustworthy. And I'm going to stop there. This has been a teaching message from Church of the Living Water at Austin. For more information about our ministry, please go to our website at livingwateraustin.net.